Legends, <laughs> Lanithia Leaks and Sheree Whitfield showing us, you know, the ways in which we can solve all of our problems. And sometimes that happens in adulthood, right? You just have you gotta tell somebody how rich mm-hmm. you are. I am <laughs> Josh Rogers, <laughs> and I am very rich. <laughs> I am Brian here, and I do positive Trump checks. <laughs> okay. Trump. We all deposited some Trump checks last year with those stimmies. And here we are for another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast, where we talk about all of the things. Particularly, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pump and circumstance of being black millennials in America navigating the craziest puzzle piece called life. Brian, how are you, brother? I am. It's a great day to be black. Oh, yeah. Uh, We are in the land of the living. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to be here uh, another day. How are you doing? Ooh, I, I, is, that, is that a cough drop in your mouth? It is. The devil is a low down bastard. <laughs> Ooh, he's trying to take <laughs> me out of here. So I woke up this morning with my mm, mind the, stayed on Jesus. I, I, I'm, don't stir us tonight. <laughs> don't do it. I did, and I woke up feeling the way Bishop Blake must feel every day, like something was in my throat. <laughs> I felt like Dion Warwick. <laughs> Just something was sitting in my throat. I said, Lord, what is it? What is it, God? And he didn't reveal it to me. And as the day kept getting progressively, you know, Gabe kept going on, the pain in my throat kept getting progressively worse. Oh, God. And I texted my wife. I said, I got to go find out if COVID's trying to take havoc on my body. <laughs> Ooh. Because I don't know. <laughs> we were I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But, the, but these niggas out here ain't doing what's right. I'm doing what I'm <laughs> supposed to do, but they not doing what they supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So I went to one of the places, and I, you know, this is, is this all right if I tell my testimony, Brian? Testify, testify. It's all right if I tell my testimony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fell back and I hit my head, but I had a phone just right. But I had a praying grandmother. <laughs> no, that ain't part of my testimony. But no, I went, I went to the, I went to, the, <laughs> I went to the well star. Well, not the well star. The urgent care it was one of the, mm-hmm. the. I forget which one of them was. Yeah, and they told me I had a. Um, about an hour wait, so I went to get me some coffee. Oh, drops the, the, the the pain, my my brother was just unbearable. Mm. So I got tested for um, COVID nineteen, came back negative. Mm-hmm. They gave Look me a God. test for I showed, and then now I'm gonna tell you what she got me nervous. Mm-hmm. She checked my temperature and said you. I didn't feel hot, but she told me mm-hmm. I had a slight fever, and mm-hmm. my pressure immediately. She said well, your pressure's going. Up. I said, well, woman, the guy you just pressure. told me I got a fever. I said, and I don't know. <laughs> I said, and those are COVID symptoms, and I don't, I don't, right. I don't know what's happening. So I did the rapid test, 
And she, I mean, brother, when I tell you she stuck that thing in my eyelid, she stuck that thing up my nose. I, she was in my brain. I am sure of it. And um, But anyway, COVID test came back negative. They initially tested me for strep throat, and they thought that's mm-hmm. what it was. They came back and told me that it's actually tonsillitis. Um, mm. So I have inflamed tonsils. Um, and it's just, it's, I am just in pain, oh, brother. And, uh, and it's making the pain in my throat, you know, your ear, nose and throat is all connected. Mm-hmm. So it's making like my ears hurt. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, ugh, it's just, ugh. ugh. I'm, but I'm here. Ugh, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here. I am here. still here. Oh, yeah. It's by the, since you can't sing, since it's, by, it's by the grace of God. You, you probably have a good Dorinda voice right now, though. No. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I am but, still here. Yeah, yeah. It's well, by the grace of God. Land on that note. Land on it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yes, that's how I feel. So, I, so if you hear some rattling in my teeth, it is a crop drop. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to make it through. I'm trying to. Sh- oh, I show up to the living room. Mm. All, Listen, all the prayer warriors, all the prayer warriors, we're sending them right now. The one that you power. know, right? If you got power now, if you just say the Lord's prayer every night, I don't want that. <laughs> keep that. Leave that. Keep that. If you still saying God bless mommy, God bless daddy, you can keep that. <laughs> I don't want that little milky prayer. I need Mm-mm. some depth. I need you to intercede. I need you to call on right. the angels. I need them right. to do battle for not me the in the heavens. Ones. Not the African ones. <laughs> <laughs> not the ones Paula White was calling on. Not Taka, Daka, Lincoln, and all them. Not Waka Flocka Flame. I don't need those. <laughs> I, I need Gabriel. <laughs> you know? Chondo. I need him. Hey. Okay. The warning. But other, but other warning. than that, I don't Brian, know which one I don't know which one the <laughs> messenger, whatever he is. Um, I, 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 I'm here, brother. Like Tisha Campbell, okay. still here. I'm here, 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 here. I'm still here. Another um, B Slade song. Oh, <laughs> we talking, we, now we just mentioned B Slade two weeks in a row. He, I'm gonna make him one song a week one of these weeks. He needs to be a song of the week or a bless up. Maybe I don't know. Bless up for what? <laughs> you already told us last week, Tisha Campbell did all the great things for the black community, <laughs> and now you want to bless up. What is happening with you, bro? Uh, Tone, beast lady. That's <laughs> funny. You a psych evaluation? Claro. <laughs> what is that? You tripping worse than Mark Zuckerberg? We're tripping this week with the with the social media shutdown. Listen, sh- shut shut us all down. I'm what listen, did you do? I was I was just trying to post my workout videos and encourage the people, and it kept not loading. <laughs> I Lord, you I trying to tell me something? You trying to tell me something? I need to be posted. Then what's happening? What's gonna be flashy? I, what's gonna be flashy? No, it was actually just the um, <laughs> it wasn't me shirtless or anything like that this time. Um, you know, I'll show this body, but uh, it was no, it was just a screenshot of my health things, mm. and because I had did a, did a back to back Monday, and uh, um, yeah, but Mike, what did you do, Brian, with the shutdown? Did you couldn't go on Facebook, couldn't go on the Instagram? I, I, I actually, ha- I had to work. You know, I I started working. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I got work to do. Ooh. Oh, you got a little something. You got little boys left. I got a little something. And then, I, and then I, um, I went on TikTok, yo. So I went, I went on TikTok, and I was like, "Oh, this is how this app works." Um, oh, and I was TikTok on TikTok. Children. Yeah, I didn't do no dance or nothing like that, but I tried to see okay. what the what the TikTok house of God had to do. You didn't do uh, no challenges, anything? No, Mm-mm. no, none I of did. those. Okay, Mm-mm. but I, but now I know how um 
Boosie feels like no Instagram, no Facebook, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, um, you know. <laughs> okay. I wasn't expecting that turn. <laughs> no, that Boosie Can't get feels. on. Okay. Oh, all, all right. So um, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Oh, let's okay. Let's, let's reel this thing in. He's not, he's not supposed to be mentioned on the show anymore, right? He's in the attic. <laughs> okay, so I'll take that. Boosie, take that out of the episode. Mm-hmm. Edit that out. right there. Every time, every you know, every now and then we slip up. <laughs> but in a few but God weeks, gives us a second chance. Ooh, we keep him in the forgiving business. We do. Shout out to, shout out to Chris Moore. <laughs> oh man, number one nigga of the podcast. But listen, number one. Um, in a couple of weeks, we have something amazing going on. It is our life. Brian, you t- talk talk to the people. Not throw her. Yeah. So uh, October twenty fourth. <laughs> yeah. Um, Negroes, Negrets, all the cops of Negroes. You know, make sure y'all get your tickets today. Uh, if you go to the website or go to our Instagram pages, uh, Jigsaw, go to I am Josh Rogers, I am Brian Hare. Links are in the bio. Go out and get the tickets. Uh, small small fee for a great 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 time. Um, for those that get the VIP package, you literally are getting, you know, unlimited drinks the whole evening. Um, mm-hmm. So you can pretty much turn up and act a good fool. It's going to be great black time, black folks oh, yeah. doing black things. If you're not black, you can come. But just know, it's going to be a lot of black stuff going on. So mm-hmm. uh, please be there. It's going to be uh, COVID safe. Uh, we're going to do all the things uh, to protect ourselves from that devil uh, called COVID-19. Uh, and it's going to be a great time. And it's it's Issa Rae. It's insecure. We're going to do uh, um, part show, part fun. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We might do some questions and stuff like that. So come on and hang out with your people. Hang out with your brothers, your favorite Casa Negro, Negroes. Uh, we are excited about that. It's a great time. And I'm looking forward to it. Ditto. October 24th at X Creative Spaces at 6 p.m. Yep. In Atlanta. It's going to be a time. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, song of the week, brother. I got a song of the week, and it's in theme of okay. the episode. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to play it. Um, okay. But this episode, for those that know me that don't know me, this is one of my favorite songs, and uh, it kind of speaks to me on so many levels. Okay. Um, let me play it. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> I mean, an intro, and it's long. <laughs> This is not the editor, bro. Oh, we know. We can hear it. (laughs) If you was going to beef at that weird, you should have been beefing at that weird. (laughs) Why would you bring it to anybody club? Just saying. Since we already out there, uh, I just you know I'm playing the I play the uh, unedited version. Um, so parents, if you are listening, um, saints and friends, um, for those that want to know who that is, that is Bone Crusher. The song is called "Never Scared." Ain't he from Mississippi? Or is that David Banner? That was David Banner. I think is from Mississippi. Okay, Never I mind. think Bone Crusher from Atlanta. Mm. Was that his only hit? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh and I think he even got I think T.I.'s on the song and Killer Mike and they both outrapped 
uh, Bone Crusher on the song. So who's just, Killer Mike? Uh, are you? You you know, you're joking. <laughs> you don't like Killer Mike. I know. I don't know. I don't know her. Um, <laughs> you don't so like, now you don't like <laughs> Killer Mike or Ti. <laughs> but at least I did mess with Ti up until a certain point. <laughs> I ain't never cared for no Killer the Mike. All right, now that that's been said, understood, and accepted, Brian, you ready to talk about some great, beautiful black people in the Bless Up Report? I'm so ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right, we outside of the club, niggas think I'm a punk. <laughs> My that's God. A that's a, that should be a Negro spiritual. Like, I ain't never scared. So I'm outside. <clears throat> Let's see what I can render. Can you render a selection? I know how solo, so I'll be like, y'all pray for me. I'm not feeling my best. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm going to give you everything I have. Y'all ready? <clears throat> so I'm outside of the club and you think I'm a punk. <laughs> That's rich. <laughs> so I go and say to my Chevy Take 9 and... Pop some trunk. Yeah, that's it. I said, I told him, told him, told him, told him. I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. <laughs> yeah, that should be a nigga spiritual. For sure. I, I, can see us, I can see us singing that to a slave master. <laughs> I can see it. We ain't scared of them whips. Yeah, we ain't scared of running. That was Nat Turner. <laughs> I ain't never was Harriet Tubman. I ain't never scared. Never scared. We ain't never scared. <laughs> this one nigga you ain't gonna take down. <laughs> Calling me out my name. Shoot. Never scared. I'll whip you never and your scared. white wife. <laughs> Bastard. We'll probably ahead. having sex with, with the slaves. Listen, <laughs> Both of them don't worry about sex <laughs> Don't bother. Y'all don't listen to me. It's the antibiotics. <laughs> go, into this. go into the blessed report. All right, so we have a blessing. We have two today. I'm gonna do two uh-huh. um, because just, you know, black people are always doing great black things. But the first one, uh, let's talk about somebody who's never scared. Um, okay, Bubba Wallace, right? He's one of the few. I think there's probably two black NASCAR drivers, um, mm-hmm. but he's the first black driver to win a Cup Series race since okay. like 1963. Right? So My Bubba Wallace is winning to Talladega Speedway, makes him the first black driver. Again, like I said, to win uh, since 1963 at the Cup Level Series. And for quick context, the last black driver, Wendell Scott, was actually, uh, he won, but the award was given to a white driver, Buck Baker, and was a trophy was given to the white driver as well. So although he won, this is in 1963, they gave it to a white driver named Buck Baker, and uh, Wendell Scott didn't get his trophy until like two months ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, okay, so so this is why. So in 1963, Wendell okay. Scott won. Right? Hey, yeah, they, awarded, they awarded the trophy and the win to a white driver. How did because, they justify course, that? Racism. I'm saying if, if it was, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, yes, for sure. <laughs> but if it was clear that this black man won, like mm-hmm. we just. Just didn't notice that there's other cars in front of them. Just right, right. Okay, okay. That's NASCAR for you, right? They still <laughs> they still flags uh, fly Confederate flags. Uh, shouts out to Brandon uh, Thompson, who's actually the um, uh, VP at NASCAR. So hopefully, I think this was his doing. <clears throat> but they gave the trophy to Wendell Scott uh, two months ago in the ceremony. He's been gone to glory. 
Uh, but they tried I to. I just about to say, is he alive? No, his family no. had to accept the trophy on his behalf. Um, but after winning the race, yeah, how do you pronounce that word? Posthumously. Pos- pos- yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but back to Bubba, right? After winning the race, Bubba said, I got some credibility to my name now. And I'm just like, you know, finally, I'm a winner and I'm a winner in the cup level. And he went on to say, hell yeah. It's a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. So Bubba Wallace, he said he is now a winner. But Bubba, you've always been a winner in our book, brother. You are a yeah. black man who's actually out here doing a white sport, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in the white. midst of Confederate flags fry- flying and all that kind of stuff. And Your doing something. Bubba. I wouldn't have the nerve. I wouldn't want to race no cars. His name for Bubba. What? And that is he, he had a he got a white name. <laughs> his mama named well, his, him his Bubba. First, his first, well, his real name, his government name is Daryl. Okay, now that's colored. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never met no had, white Daryls. Right, he had to go by Bubba though to probably fit in now. <laughs> He's mighty light skinned too. Um, I didn't know that we don't do colorism here. But, we don't know. do colorism on Jigsaw. You're black, you're uh, black. You're black, you're black is black. <laughs> so, uh, bless up to Bubba Wallace. So, we have another one. We have another okay. bless up. I'm going to do a two for one because just know black people doing great black things. And this one goes out to Owen Diaz. And you're mm. probably saying, who is Owen Diaz? Right? So Owen Diaz is actually a black ex-textile worker who was recently <laughs> awarded $137 million after he exposed the company for failing to stop racial abuse uh, after he was called the N-word, Jigaboo, and more. Right, so this person he only worked for Tesla for about a year, right? And he worked as an elevator operator or something like that, which is weird. Like, why are black people? Uh, why do you have an elevator, elevator operator? I don't know. Like, why was that necessary? But essentially, he was getting called all kinds of niggas and jigaboos and all that kind of stuff. And he, you know, spoke up and, and was awarded 137 million. And this bless up goes to the, really to him because um, he's the dream of the ancestors, right? For all the niggas and the jigaboos that we've been called throughout the years. Yeah. And the, you know, all the coon, not the coons, uh, yeah, coons and coons, all the stuff. Yep. He got the bag, right? Just for a year being called a nigger. 137 million. 137 million. Uh, for a year of just being racially profiled. Like, what? where can I go? Where I'm, is, is Tesla um, uh, taking applications right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the 137. I, I probably would, you know, and keeping a theme with our our episode, we're talking about it in the living room. But you know, I you know I would I take would you could you take you know the, the niggas and the jigaboos for 137 mil? Not for a year straight. Mm-hmm. Not for a year straight. No, I think something no. inside of me will make you know would uh rise up. The kin- the anger of the Lord will be kindled upon me. Yes, I've been to kill me some white folks. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have. Not kill would be set at 137 mil. <laughs> Not me receiving. <laughs> <laughs> he just showed up and just <laughs> listen, but so bless, bless up. up to Owen Diaz um, for being the dream of the ancestors. To, they did they were called nigga for free, and here you are. <laughs> here you are, you know. Mm. Here you are getting you can't paid call nigga for a bag, mm-hmm. as my, our good friend Chris Moore would say. Nigga here, nigga showed up. You want a nigga? Nigga is here, right? So <laughs> it, it, here it is, right? So. Bless up to Bubba. Bless up to Owen. Uh, and uh, I guess it's time to go to the billboard. Mm-hmm. Let's head on over there. Let me 
Let me do this again. I do this again. Hmm. They don't last long. We get to the point. We know you love it because it's every fan's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations. Mm, good one. Had to give you the Neil Solvers because that's that's how my throat <laughs> feels. This week in Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations, Russell Wilson, um, Sierra's husband. <laughs> that's who he, that's who he really is. He makes history. He is currently the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he became the first quarterback in NFL history to achieve 100 wins. Peyton Manning previously held the record after winning his 100th um, game during the 10th game of his 10th season. However, Russell was able to reach the goal during his fourth game in his 10th season. Uh, black man doing great black things, curly hair. All of the stuff. Shout out to you, mm-hmm. Russell. Shout out Shout to Sierra out. for holding it down. And uh, I don't know that that's going to lead to a Super Bowl, but you know we're excited about it anyway. Speaking of the Super Bowl, the halftime mm-hmm. show is going Transition to finally King. be something, ain't it? It's finally going to finally be something that we want to see. Last year, who was it? Was it like Billy Eilish or somebody last year, Brian? Yeah, it beats Unforgettable. Me. <laughs> it was forgettable. That's what mm-hmm. it was last year because we don't even know who it was. Oh, was it the weekend when he weird and all it the was the weekend? Yes, it was he had the weekend. That crazy stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no thank. Mm-hmm. I don't like the weekend. Yeah, no, no thank you. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. maybe one or two songs here and there, but I don't really mess with them like that. But anyway, uh, as the season is going forth, the end of the season, you already know that the championship game happens between two of the best teams in the AFC and the NFC, and they play teach the Super people. Bowl. A lot of teach the people in the Louis Vuitton I, the Super Bowl Fifty Six. What was going to happen? <laughs> this, <laughs> this, <laughs> <laughs> this game is scheduled to be played on February 13, 2022 at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Inglewood. Black City in California. Um, and guess who's going to be there? Keeping in theme with that and that thing, they're going to show some California love Ooh, good with song. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Eminem ain't black, and Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I set to perform at this year's Super Bowl halftime show. Um, this group combined has 43 Grammys and 19 number one Billboard albums. So shout out to the Super Bowl finally getting it right uh, with finally. the halftime show. Now, I hope that Snoop Dogg shows up and not Snoop Lion. I don't want to oh, hear none want of that, that reggae or stuff. Or gospel Snoop neither. I don't, I don't want to hear, don't you bring out the clock, sisters. I don't want to hear none of that. <laughs> I, don't I want, want you to, none of that stuff. I want you to, I want you, what was it, today is a good day. I yeah. want all, I that, want, that, I want. That's not, that's not him. That's not him. Today's, who today's is that? Today's not him. That's Ice was Cube. Was that Ice Cube? Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> listen, they offer California. I want the misogyny and murder. That's what I want. Yes. I want all What did Snoop Dogg say? What was one of his songs? Uh, murder Snoop was the case. Yeah, what's Dog. my name? Yeah, that we want that. We want dropping <laughs> like it's hot. <laughs> oh. We want all that. Oh yeah, I forget. I'm not give. I'm not give with you. Dropping like it's hard. Dropping like Snoop has, Snoop has, this is going to be a halftime show, brother. Mm-hmm. Like, think about the catalogs of the people that we've mentioned. I I, I need Mary J. Blige to sing "Real Love." That's the one oh. thing she <laughs> has to do. And not no yeah. hateration, holleration in this dancery. Oh, yeah, we can talk about the dancery because ain't no hateration, holleration in this dancery. Okay, I want to go, Mary. Go, Mary. She got a dance go for us. She, she got to have a thigh boost. She got to. She got yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Thigh boost the hoops. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she got to do it all her with a fur coat. tucked into her jeans with a belt on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a fur coat halfway off her shoulders. Yes, we want all mm-hmm. of it. We want we all of it. So we, <laughs> we are excited about that. Speaking about things that black people like, the McRib is something that has had a chokehold of the black community <laughs> ever since <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> Has put it out, and they announced that the return of their popular McRib sandwich is coming. It's coming back. Uh, they were bringing. Let me let me read the story, bro. Sorry. All right, I'm, I'm done. They bring it back the sandwich. They bring it back the sandwich on November first to celebrate the 40th anniversary of its original addition to the menu. And for those who do not know, uh, the McRib is a, is a seasoned boneless pork <laughs> patty slathered in barbecue sauce sprinkled with onions. Deal fish sounds disgusting. And topped with a homestyle <laughs> bun. Um, speaking of Mary J. Blige and McDonald's, didn't she the one that do the uh, um, two patties? Those tomatoes. Didn't she do the uh, McDonald's? <laughs> she did have a, a McDonald's jingle. McDonald's jingle, <laughs> Uh, McDonald's know they do. They, they know they be pandering to the black people. Jesus they Christ, they do. They do pander to the black people. Brian, right, have you ever had a McRib? Oh, one time I, maybe a boneless rib sandwich. I was. I was. It. 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 Uh, it was a long time ago. I, it, is, it is nothing um, that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, thank you. Uh, oh, it Mary J had a, it was a Burger King commercial. Oh, it wasn't McDonald's. <laughs> okay, I knew it was some it. burger joint. <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. Exciting things are happening at Burger King. Burger King. Oh, what's in those new chicken snack wraps? What's in the new chicken? What's in the new chicken wraps? Mary. Crispy chicken. They get what kind of bag did they throw Mary J. Blige out for that? We love Mary J. Blige, but a <laughs> singer she is not. God of Zion. Um, let's move on fast. Uh, oh, speaking Jesus, of things you. that they're teasing to the black community, Power Book Four teaser has recently been released uh, on social media. Actor, writer, producer, rapper, and businessman Curtis Jackson better known as one of the most annoying trolls on the internet. Troll. Posted a teaser for Power Book 4, which is a spinoff of the hit stars um, show Power, created by Courtney Kemp. No details of the release of the show were provided. Um, but, Brian, are you looking forward to it? I am. I actually am looking forward to it. Is, uh, the, is this I, the teaser with by, by the Tommy? Yeah, with Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, are you excited? Do you think that series is going to hold up as Tommy uh, as a lead? I think I think if they do it right, um, I think it should be an action-packed series, like mm-hmm. shooting, like it, sex, murder, mayhem. Like gotcha. if it's anything, like at this point, I don't want to see Tommy character development. I don't want him to develop into like, like uh, he. I think he had enough character development on the show. You don't want him to go through a wonderful change. <clears throat> no, I you don't want him, him to be made over like Tony. I want. Uh, <laughs> Tommy smoke snowing cork coke out of a girl's butts. I want that guy, like that guy, ruthless. You know. Have you watched um, Raising Canaan? I have watched Raising Canaan. I How is it? The first season. I think it's good. You haven't seen it yet. I haven't watched not one episode. Um, I don't think Courtney can't miss us. Like I just don't know if it if she I mean, has it in her. I feel like you need to share your stars password because I don't have it. 
You don't have stars? Okay, I'll get it to you. I get it Thank to you. you. Thank you. Yeah. I thought you had. Oh, yeah. I'll get it to you. Um, but yeah, I don't think Courtney Kemp misses. I don't think. No, like, she's, a, she's a genius. Yeah, Power 1 was good. Power 2 was really good. I think we're season 2 supposed to be. Is it, what is like November. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, season 2 is coming like November. Yep. And season Next 1 was great of that. Season 2 is coming soon. Um, Kanan, so far, they're still developing the story. But it's cool because it's like, you know the ending. So they're just kind of for filling sure. in the gaps. For sure. Which is which is great. And and I'm a sucker for a prequel in terms of this. Yeah, I love right. an origin story. Yeah. Yeah. Origin story is always great. Um, and I love how they're already doing character development. Like right now, you're seeing Kanan in episode one. I think I'm on episode like seven, eight right now. And uh and you're already seeing the development in how and where he is. And his cousin is not throwing anything out there, but if you watch Power, you know. That his cousin, um, what's her name? Um, shoot, what's the, his cousin? The, the, the one who became the cop. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I can't think of her name either. I know you're talking about for sure. Yeah, she's another major character on the show, so it's good to see how their relationship is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and how it ended up turning into what it is on the actual power show. So I'm excited about that. Sorry. Got you. Um, I was about to say yeah, and then speaking of Mary J. Blige again, she's in the Power series. <laughs> She is. She, she's in, she's in the bag. Um, Ghost Ghost Power Book Two. You know the book. But of, here's the, book the thing. Ghost. She's she's not your singer or your actress, and she's getting this this these bags. She's just a cultural icon. That's literally mm-hmm. it. And we just love yeah. Mary. She's relatable. We love Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we oh, love and Mary. I I think I read somewhere too that Lorenz Tate's character is going to be a season regular in season two of um Ghost Book Two or whatever it's going to be. Okay. So I'm interested to I'm, see how um, Councilman Tate. Yeah. Shows up in, 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 in all of the things. All right. So speaking of music, since we talked about Mary, um, mm-hmm. finally, we get an album from our guy from all across the water. Sam yeah. Henshaw teases a new album, friend of the podcast, soon to be friend in real life. Sam Henshaw mm-hmm. teased his upcoming album called Untitled Soul, Untidy Soul, I'm sorry. And it's going to be 16 tracks. It's going to feature a couple of things that we've already released from like... um. Feel good, still broke. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Thoughts and prayers is one of my one of the mm-hmm. songs that he's had out, and then and then this his new single, which I haven't dived into yet, called Chicken Wings. So um, mm. I think it's gonna be dope. He even knows, and yep. the intro is called Still No Album. So he even knows what he's been, <laughs> he's been doing with not giving us music. We're excited. So please understand that it might be a song of the week. You might be singing some of his songs. So if you don't yep. know Sam Henshaw, go do yourself a favor. Go to Apple. I can't tell you if it's on Tidal. I can't tell you if it's on Spotify. I'll listen to Spotify, but I will assume that it's there. Go to the places, search Sam Henshaw, and get caught up. He is literally a, Brian, would you agree that he's like a black European mix of PJ Morton and BJ Chicago kid? That's a great, 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 uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. I yep. think so. If you like him, if you like, if you like good soul music, you're going to like him. If you don't know him. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, speaking of black excellence, Netflix and Howard University established a scholarship program honoring an icon. It was announced this week that Netflix and HBCU um, Howard University have teamed up to establish a $5.4 million scholarship to honor our forever king, Chadwick Boseman. It's been a year since his passing. We are grateful that his legacy will continue to live on. And as previously reported, Howard named their fine arts college after Bozeman. Ain't Felicia the, uh, the dean... She is. She kept is her she job. Still the dean after the the, mm-hmm. the, the comments. 
They're not getting rid of Auntie. They're not getting okay. rid of her. Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure. Anyway, Howard mm. uh, <laughs> University President Wayne Frederick, <laughs> now that's a black name too, Wayne Frederick, said that scholarship recipients <laughs> will exemplify drive for excellence, leadership, respect, empathy, and passion. So shout out to Netflix and Howard um, getting, you know, doing the things. And in less melanated news, Britney is about to be free. Yay. Um, the people are rejoicing <laughs> after the after the singer. Um, you know, you know, she won her conservatorship case and um oh, did I not watch did the documentary come out? Is it out? Listen. Cause I was gonna I told you I like white mess. Let me go to the Netflix. Let me check it real quick. Check it real quick. Let me get some whole music. Um Jesus, I'll never forget. What you've done for That's a good one. <laughs> oh yeah, Britney vs. Spears. It's out. It didn't take that long. Y'all had to hold on. It's right there on the front page. It's out. Right. I'm gonna go watch it because you know I love how you know I love white men. Speaking of mess, white Brian, mess. on my <laughs> block. Did you watch that on Netflix? I don't. It's a okay. Oh, it's it? so good. The final okay. season ever is just loaded, so you have time to watch the whole series. When you get a chance. And Got speaking it. of television, I finished being Mary Jane and finally watched the movie. Mm. It was not worth me watching all four seasons again. But, <laughs> but, but, but I did it. I made it. Um, and I like that Mar Brock Akio rounded out the story because I think the last episode of Being Mary Jane aired in like 2017 and the um the movie aired in 2019. So she closed us out. In ways that she has not done for girlfriends. So, mm-hmm. sis, give us the girlfriends movie that we've been asking and waiting for. We, we want to see Joan it. get married or not get married. We want to see Joan and Tony reconcile. We, we want to see all the things. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and before Joan people start and, and, dying, right, right, because <laughs> you know that'll happen, right? Start mm-hmm. talking about sequels and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, speaking of uh, mediocre white people, Donald Trump is suing Twitter. It's been nine months since Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter indefinitely, but he's doing what white men have been doing for years when they don't get their way. And guess what that is? He's filing a lawsuit. He's calling the manager. So he's calling the final <laughs> lawsuit against Twitter and his CEO, Jack Dorsey, in an attempt to reinstate his account. The motion was filed seeking a preliminary injunction alleging that Twitter violated Trump's First Amendment rights by censoring him. Oof. The lawsuit uh, was filed in Florida, so... As a really great chance he might win. Uh, <laughs> and it was also important he is no longer on the fourth list of America's richest people for the first time in 25 years. Uh, so shout out to Donald Trump losing money because we don't right. care. Right. Somebody we go don't. find and, and wipe his white tears because he's probably in somewhere just crying. He's just losing it all. And we have zero care. Lastly, here in the billboard, um, you know. There's, there, there are very few things that mm-hmm. me and, you know, our group techs, you know, disagree with. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually find common ground on quite a few things, Brian. Would you say so? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. And most of the disagreements usually come from either Chris being the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. right? Or, <laughs> or me being like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And this one lands on me. Because everybody in our group chat likes Dave Chappelle. And mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle is back. Now, let me, let, let, me, let me do this for y'all. Try to throw your tomatoes at me and, you know, DM <laughs> me with your bad words. Because I will snap back. Shout out to this week's episode. Um, You know, Dave Chappelle just ain't the GOAT for me. Not mm. top three, mm. five, mm. ten, <clears throat> dead wow. or alive. <clears throat> um. And, and, that's okay. not, and that's not because I don't think he has value. It's not because mm-hmm. I don't understand what he's meant for culture. 
I mm. understand some of the great moments from the Chappelle show. But in terms of stand-up comedy, it just doesn't move me in that way. Wow. Okay. I gave you that to say <laughs> I watched his latest stand-up on Netflix called The Closer. And mm. I sat through an hour and a half or whatever and did not laugh one time. I mean, wow. not wow. a chuckle. Wow. I smirked a few times. Um, I'm, I'm just going to tell you what I think Dave Chappelle is. He is okay. a... He provides cultural expositions of today's happenings through satire and wit. Mm -hmm. And that is it. <laughs> it's just not, it does just not have a comedic draw. <clears throat> like mm. some of it is kind of tone deaf. Mm -hmm. uh, I see where he's going to make his points, but the ways in which he gets there, I'm just like, yeah. And some of it I truly get and I'm not bothered by. It's just not funny. It's, I feel like it is a cultural reflection based on satire and that's it i feel like it'll be a dope think piece mm -hmm. an amazing dissertation of sorts mm -hmm. <laughs> but not a comedy special okay. so i invite you to go watch it <laughs> <laughs> it's not i will say this it's not bad right mm -hmm. but i i just look at it as that i look at it kind of how um what's the black oh kind of like not even the today show Oh, not the Today Show, the the night, the Daily Show, whatever with Trevor. Trevor Noah. Dollar. Yeah, you know how that stuff ain't funny, but it's like just like well, he does his rant at the end mm -hmm. and just kind of gives the people that. Mm -hmm. That's what all of Dave Chappelle's comedy is. It's like that rant, you know, and it's and it's like some ha ha moments because you mm -hmm. you you see you hear the wit, but it's mm -hmm. just like you know, there's no gut busting laughter there for me. But I I am proud of the brother for doing what he's doing carving out the lane that he's in um he has an amazing fan base and i'm willing to argue anyone down because my opinion is my opinion <laughs> and it's not going to change because you want to say something about richard pryor and bernie mack and all these other kind of people and they ask me who i mm -hmm. think is funny and then you don't agree with my my, my vote but that's that's my humor <laughs> okay and that's where that stands brian don't throw your brother away go watch it no, I wouldn't throw you away. Um, Tell me what you think, and then we can we can talk about it in greater detail later. Yeah, because you know, like Dave Chappelle was in my like top three. Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, and uh, Dick Gregory are definitely in my top yeah, three. I mean, you and Chris was over here all on Facebook having to change the draw from nothing on yourself, <laughs> talking about how great Dave Chappelle was. And I love Dave Chappelle. I'm just I like, dude, I need to get you all an extra box of napkins because <laughs> I don't understand the lust. But go ahead. I'm going to stick beside y'all either way. <laughs> I'm gonna stick beside you. I'm gonna stick beside you. I like Dave. I'm, I like Dave. I, I'll probably be watching it sometime. Waiting for the woman to God. Uh, actually, watch it. That's something she wants to watch together. So we'll be watching it together. All right. Well, I didn't got that off my chest. I feel free. You feel now, <laughs> now that that's been said, understood, and accepted, Brian, you ready to head on over to the living room? I Let's do it. Let's do mm -hmm. it. So grab your drink, grab your snacks, grab your quinoa, your kale, your wine, your tea, and your cough drops, and let's head on down to the living room and have this conversation. Let's do it. All right. Well, we made it. We survived. We survived. When the enemy came in to take Ooh. our lives, God lifted a standard. He's our protection. <laughs> No weapon, no weapon form shall, shall prosper, prosper against, against us. We made it this far Ooh, by, faith. by faith. Our future is brighter yeah. than my, my, today. My, my today. <laughs> I'm moving on, but it's by faith. Uh -huh. I made it. I survived. I survived. I'm a survivor. 
Oh, tell Ben Laden. <laughs> <laughs> they said tell Ben Laden. So dated. It's so dated. Who gonna go tell Ben Laden anything though? <laughs> right. The worst ad lib ever. Right. Tell Ben Laden. <laughs> Just loud. We made it. Tell COVID nineteen. We made it. Mm-hmm. Tell him. I'm sure. I'm sure if uh, if that if he sang it today, that'll be one of the ad-libs. Oh, if he, child, don't don't give him no ideas. <laughs> oh, so we're here in the billboard. Um, we're not we're in here the billboard. In the, oh, not the billboard. Oh, I'm sorry. We're in the living room. Oh, my bad. I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. I, I have. <laughs> I may or may not have been drinking something tonight. Okay, is this conversation yeah. sponsored by Smirnoff as well? <laughs> <laughs> this one's sponsored by. I'm I'm in my Malibu poppy bag tonight. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, nigga over there looking like a karma lady, pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Malibu poppy bag tonight. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's where I am. Um, uh, this evening we're in the living room. That's where yeah, we are. Thank you, Joshua, for letting me know that. Hallelujah. To um, Jesus. <clears throat> so this conversation kind of stemmed from, uh, you know, a, a certain situation that happened. Is we probably get into a little bit later, but uh, somebody. A friend of our posted something, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny. So our friend, I'm gonna use, I'm using names. I don't care. <clears throat> so Christopher Moore posted something on Facebook this week. Okay. And um, it was rather funny to me. There was this this I'm I'm trying I'm trying not to use the n word as much on our podcast. Okay. But it was a, a another black king, right? Okay. <laughs> posted something that he thought was really deep, right? It was the day that the twitters and stuff went down. Wasn't Twitter. Facebook went down, mm-hmm. and he thought he was going to say something so enlightening, and you know, it was really for the church people. It was really milky. It was like mm-hmm. this is going to preach, and it was like, bruh, it was it was terrible. It was whack. Mm-hmm. So our good friend Chris Moore, who's all about the smoke, the man of God loves the smoke. Mm-hmm. He reposted or shared uh, the said post that we you know that the dude posted, and. <clears throat> uh, and he posted it, reposted it, and the dude comes on there and was like, hey, you know, niggas always talking about, you know, what they can and cannot do and always got something to say when they can't do what they can do and all that kind of stuff. And I ain't going to argue with people that ain't done their trial sermon before. And, you know, I may or may not have been, you know, you know, doing things and drinking the things, right? So mm-hmm. I, I stepped out, you know, and I decided to, you know, confront this window pierce looking dude. <laughs> And you know, uh-huh. stand up for my brother. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> stand up for my brother. So that's what kind of leads me to just really, I think millennials, we need to understand, you know, that confrontations do happen. Right? Oh, yes, they do. Confrontations do happen in certain places and spaces. So I think it'll be a great time. I don't think we've ever discussed the art of confrontations, what that looks like, what that feels like, what that sounds like, and the way to navigate those situations you know do we do we uh you know hold our peace and let the lord fight our battles or do we have to just you know mm. just drag a person here and there yeah. right well right, so you know so ahead. first before we start off are you what we consider yourself in terms of confrontation are you confrontation or anti-confrontation or where do you fall within that um what is your attitude regarding confrontations i'm glad you started off with this question <laughs> Because the great Louise Patterson, once, <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> she once said, "Baby, I am not confrontational, but I am not afraid." <laughs> and I, I ain't take, never scared. And I take on that same posture. So mm-hmm. quite naturally, I'm not the guy in terms of just 
who's going to raise up confrontation, but I'm not right. afraid of it, mm-hmm. right? And, right. I am, mm-hmm. and I think there's a, and I, it's as much as Louise Patch probably meant that it's shade, <laughs> shade and whatever, mm-hmm. there's great truth in it, right? In terms yeah. of being the, the difference of being a confrontational person, the person who's mm-hmm. always looking for the pessimist, who always sees the glass half empty, the person who's always thinking about conspiracy, the killer mics of the world, right? Um, mm-hmm. Versus those who are really just are not afraid of conversation. So when the smoke comes, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like my own smoke bomb too. Right. <laughs> we just, we just go, yeah. with it. we go with mm-hmm. it together. So, um, so, I mean, so as much as that may be funny, that is my, that's really my disposition. I don't, I don't go out here looking to disagree and argue, but if it comes my way, I'm willing to have healthy dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, around what certain things means and i try not to make it nasty i try to keep mm-hmm. it peaceful but mm-hmm. if i gotta drag mm-hmm. a person oh i had to choose my word wisely if i have to drag <laughs> a person then, mm-hmm. you know you don't want that josh rogers to pop out. right right because when right. i pull that knife out i don't just stand <laughs> i turn that joke <laughs> i turn that joker so and the lord's working on me with that <laughs> Work on he me. Is. I argued with an entire presi- um, general board member. <laughs> you did, and cared had zero cares <laughs> about who he was. Oh uh, um, yeah, that was a, what a time to be alive. What a time! But Brian, what about you, man? How did how did you feel? How would you categorize uh, yourself? It, this is so weird. Okay, so this is a weird, 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 weird place, right? So, like y'all know, in our group chat and our, the closest friends of ours, y'all know, like I am a ride. For my people, kind of person, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> what's the song? F the mother. I ride for my. You know, I'm that kind of guy. But I am super <clears throat> anti-confrontational. Like I don't want any confrontations. I don't want any of the things. But again, like like Mother Pat said, I'm not afraid of the confrontation because the thing is, I think my issue is I don't want the confrontation because I'm kind of like the Incredible Hulk. Like once I get to a place where I'm like upset or I feel like you know somebody's been disrespected or you come after me and mine um I don't know what level of you know response I'm going to give mm-hmm. right you know I don't know how far I'm going to go I don't know what's going to be said you know so I would rather avoid the confrontation at all costs because I really don't know depending on what happens right and of course the settings is going to be a thing I'm going to talk about that in a little bit but depending on, well, I'm sure we'll get to it in a little bit. Depending on what happens, like I just don't know where to get. Like when I was younger, I was a super confrontational person, mm. fight, cuss, everything, like doing all the things. Like I wanted all the smoke. I would start the smoke. I would do all the things. Like my siblings could probably tell you, um, I was quick to cuss a person out. I was quick to fight somebody. Um, like there's some days and I think I'll be in the group chat like, man, I wish I can just go out there and have a bar brawl. Like I just, some days I just want to get the aggression out and just do some of the things. Um, that's me. Like I'm, I guess I'm super anti-confrontational. I don't like it. I don't like arguing. I don't like going back and forth. Um, as Plies would say that I ain't get to argue with you. Y'all mad, big mad. That, that, that's how I feel. I, I don't want to go back and forth. I don't want to argue. I don't want to engage in any type of senseless conversations or anything like that. I don't want to deal with it. I really don't want to deal with that stuff. I really feel at this point I'm grown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to avoid it at all costs because, again, my main thing is really I don't know how far I'm going to go depending on what has triggered 
the conversation. So and even with that, I guess with that point is what is something that would trigger you to be like, you know what? Let me engage in this confrontation. Like, what are some triggers um, that is like, all right, Josh, like, like in 40 year version, you want a nigga? Niggas here now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what, what is the thing that would so trigger you? So you're asking me what's going to trigger me to go there or what's going to trigger me just to engage in confrontation? Both. Let's do talk about both. What would, what, would, what would trigger you to engage in conversation and what would trigger you to kind of go to, you know, the drag of it all? So what would trigger me to, I think what would trigger me to go into confrontation in general mm-hmm. would really be depending on how I feel in the moment. Okay. Um, because, but so, but in general, anything that, comes against like my character, my ethics, mm-hmm. my family and close friends. So like with the example okay. you started off with, um, while the dude was out of pocket, mm-hmm. he didn't say anything so off base where I felt like I needed to jump in and defend Chris. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not, go- not going to stop you, brother. Neither do I blame you. I mean, because it was funny. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it wasn't enough. Now, he, he got to the point where he was trying to like read my bro for his rights and stuff like that. Then it would have been like, hey, 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 hey. What we're not mm-hmm. about to do, you know, and I would right. start it off nice. What we're not about to do <laughs> right. is come on this man's post and do this. Mm-hmm. You can't control whether right. or not somebody thinks your quote unquote deep word is shallow, right? Right. And if at that moment you would have tried to have a smoke with me, yeah, <laughs> because I don't know you, bro. Right, right. It would have been, you know, probably would have been real bad. Um, the other thing that provokes me is when there is someone loud and wrong. Mm-hmm. I.e. the conversation I referenced with the general board member. Um, right. Just loud and wrong. And people just own their jock because of who they are. And, right. and I feel like, you know what? Right, Bishop. Right, Bishop. Right. No. Let me step in and enter the chat because you're wrong. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. And if you remember that conversation, I never disrespected him. I didn't call him out his name. I always referenced him as Bishop. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to challenge him on what, because he was having, also having open dialogue with people in the comments. So I wasn't like the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so it's so those are the types of things. Uh, and then it really depends on who's saying it. So if it's just like mm-hmm. some like if it's like the shade room comments, I'm not about to get into an argument with somebody in the shade room comments, right? Right. But if it's <laughs> but if it's like, you know, kind of like that conversation we just referenced, something that's a little bit more controlled and directed, then there are opportunities where I might jump in and kind of offer a, a different perspective. Um mm-hmm. or it may even start off as a learning opportunity because I want to know right. what the heck are mm-hmm. you thinking mm-hmm. um and how can we get to some not necessarily level of understanding but how can i better understand your perspective right, right. so now that's just general confrontation because confrontation right. doesn't always mean like negative it doesn't always mean mm-hmm. fight it just means that we do there's a tension point right in how we agree right mm-hmm. now in terms of me reading you for feels mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna have to pretty much just outlandishly res- disrespect not even outlandishly just mm-hmm. disrespect me so at my right. previous job, you know, um, it was a ton of microaggressions and I had mm-hmm. to address it for what it was mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't care nothing about my job and all that kind of stuff. I had to call him to the carpet and let mm-hmm. him know that the stuff that he did was trash and the right. ways in which uh, it affected me and how he needs not to ever, ever do that with me again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I told him, I don't know what kind of culture you built up in this joker, but the buck stops at me. Mm-hmm. He looked at me like, oh, don't, don't need to get so aggressive. That's not being aggressive. I said, you used to these little timid white boys who are right. afraid of you. I said, but right. I'm neither timid nor white. And uh, this culture, man. this culture that you've built is toxic <clears throat> and you're not right. going to speak to me in that way just because mm. you're quote unquote the boss and expect me to line up. 
And, right. you know, I don't know. I don't understand how. I really don't know because after that, I really kind of ended the conversation and walked away. So I can't mm-hmm. even tell you what he was. But I know his face was red. Right. He ain't like it. <laughs> um, but those are the kind of things that will really get me going. Um, at that same job, I heard those a group of guys. White. I was the only black person there. I think I talked mm-hmm. about this several times on the pod. You did. You um, did. There was a group of white boys there talking about um, how it looked weird how Georgia flipped blue because of the predominantly black uh, counties and districts that votes came mm, in late. Mm-hmm. And I had to go in and, you know, and pretty much explain, you know, like how a lot of those single parent homes and people who low income families don't have the luxury of taking a two hour lunch break mm-hmm. to go vote. Right. right. And because they got to take their word by getting their kids to school. So like they also don't have the luxury of waking up early mm-hmm. before school. You know what I'm saying? So they mm-hmm. literally wait until they're off at five get their kids settled and then go stand in line for three hours because now mm-hmm. the line is ridiculously long. Like these are, these are all kind of systematic things in place mm-hmm. that makes those. And then within those areas, y'all have far less voting machines, voting machines don't be working. And you know, mm-hmm. like Brian has said, mm-hmm. after Gwinnett, it's like 20 machines. Yep. The cab County in the black neighborhood is three. Right. You yep. know what I'm saying? And sometimes mm-hmm. double the population. So, yep. um, so all these different types of things play a factor. So when I hear stuff like that, now, I don't feel like it's my duty, but I will step into some of those conversations. And that kind of stuff triggers me. And if the conversations goes left, I'm ready to go left. I'm ready to turn that corner and go mm-hmm. left with you. Where you going? <laughs> don't slow down because I'm coming. Mm-hmm. I'm right, right there. We drag racing <laughs> at that point. We speeding up. What's up? Right. It's like you looked at me in the highway and did like this. You know what I'm saying? Because now, now oh. the race is on. You know oh. what I'm saying? <laughs> so... Whew. Yeah, those are the ways to trigger me to really like say disrespect me or be real off base, real mm-hmm. off base about some like social issue. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you gonna get my you go as Jonathan McReynolds said, you got my full attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I'm a type of person. I you know again I'm, I'm anti confrontational, but um, I think if you come for people like I'm really close to, uh, then at that point, you know I just may want to step in and do something or say something. Um, I really go hard with people that I love. So I'm quick to be like, you know, do we need to ride on somebody real quick? Do we need to do this? We need to do that. Like, what's 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 the plan? Let me know what we gotta do. Cause mm-hmm. I'm down, I'm down to do that thing, right? That's my California nature, you know, you know, the area I grew up in, that's kind of thing is like, oh, they did what to you? Are we are we riding? Yes or no? Like, just let me know the, the time and the place. What are we doing? What's the plan of action? Um, so yeah, that's my thing. I am okay. You know, I, I'm against the smoke in terms of like, <clears throat> I'm not going to go reach, seek, seek after it. But if it comes down to it, I'm going to, you know, I'm not afraid of it. Um, and I'm and I'm okay to go places and stuff like that. I don't think I've had any major confrontations recently in terms of anyone. I kind of keep to myself. Um, mm-hmm. But there are, there are times, I think, to me, when people kind of try you. And one of the things is, especially like in the work setting, you kind of already mentioned mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And what I hate is, one thing I really hate in terms of, uh, of of when you have to kind of you know deal with somebody is that like somebody like emails you, and and the terminology is a little aggressive, mm-hmm. or like um, that's what I don't like. I don't like when people come at me like as if, especially in written form, in written form, you know, using certain words, certain terminologies, trying to like act like you're somebody. I kind of take that as disrespect. Like, 
like, no, that's not how I was about to be. And then you try to tell me what I need to do or how I need to do certain things. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like my neighbor next door. And I'm not going to, there's not to be a, a major confrontation or anything like that. But this lady had the nerve to send me a text message. Um, so, mind you, we have, uh, we live in Gwinnett County, right? Mm-hmm. We live in a neighborhood. The neighborhood's kind of old. White there are trees deal. everywhere. Exactly. I think there's like, a, a, what, this is going to sound bad. There's one whole black family in the neighborhood other than us. All right. So, when I mean whole, I mean both husband and wife are 100% black and they have a black child. Right. <laughs> we see that we each other in the neighborhood and we wave and we smile and we get excited because it's like, hey, it's not a black person. Mm-hmm. So my white next door neighbor, older, Karen type person, she goes to have the nerd to send me a text message mm. and talking about, oh, well, you know, this tree and mind you, we have trees all over our property and this tree is at the far end of our property, like far end, like I probably can get a rock and probably not even hit it if I try to throw it. It's, it's that far away. So, and it's right on her driveway. So she said, well, you know, she sent me a text message that well, I was leaving the babysit in the dark and, you know, I had to stop um, because your tree, a branch from your tree fell in my, in my driveway and I had to stop and um, I was late to babysit my grandkids and my son-in-law was late for his meeting and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, for, for one, right, you know, I, I felt a little aggression in the, in the text message. Mm-hmm. Like, Talking about your tree and all that kind of stuff. And your tree, a branch fell and hit my car. First and foremost, lady, you know, a branch falling in your driveway is not preventing you from being late. Your time management is terrible. You was going to be late regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Number two is, girl, it's a tree. And it's been raining. So branches are going to fall. It is the way things work. Branches fall, all that kind of stuff. But yep. it was to me, it was a real Karen move. And it was like really, to me, it was really aggressive. Um, so I text her back and just said all the things and kind of, you know, uh, kind of tried to shade her and say, Hey, we know it's raining out there. And of course we live in a neighborhood tree. So clearly branches are going to fall. And I ended it with like, you know, it's nice, like be blessed or something like that. Just to kind of, you know, Mm. but girl, like I'm not about to spend spend money to get a tree trimmed or anything like that. Cause you are so worried about it. Like, girl, if this tree falls, it's not even going to be fall fall close to our house. Right. If if any branches fall, it has it has no it has no bearing on what our life is going to be. If the tree falls, if it breaks, I don't care. It has nothing to do with me. But I said all of this to say I I don't like when people like, especially in written form, try to be aggressive or just in general, like don't try to step to me and act like you know you're somebody or you want to do something. Like, yeah, that, that sends me to the place. That sends me <laughs> to the place where like, who do you think you are? Like, and another thing that kind of sends me to the place. When people try to count down on me, like, well, first of all, ain't no first of all, nigga. You don't like, like no, no. You don't like no <laughs> countdowns, Brian. Do not count. If y'all listen, if y'all want, <laughs> if y'all want Brian Allen Hare to go off, mm-hmm. try to count me down. I, any, you would not make it past. You won't even make it to one. You, mm. it just will not happen. Do not try to count me down. Don't give me no first of all. Like, ain't ain't no first of all. <laughs> ain't no first of all, ain't like don't do that. Like when I think <clears throat> I'm a type of person, I'm I'm gonna be soft with when I feel like somebody's trying to buck up and try to be like aggressive. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's like, all right, when we want to go there, like let's go there. So that's that's my thing. And I don't know how I got there. Talking about emails, professional settings, I don't know. But I think written form people trying to get aggressive that kind of bo- bothers me. Um, and I don't know where we're going with this, but that was just 
I kind of got upset within that moment. I thought about, you know, the things that have happened to me that have called me to want to go to those places. So that's that. Um, gotcha. You, you, <laughs> you said, you said, you said countdown is just, it just sent me here. Oh, that's a good song. Right there, don't count me down. Don't count me down. Brian said the only countdown he wants to hear is Beyonce. Okay, you yeah. know, you know, don't don't first of all me, but no, I, I do, feel that though. Do it. But I, because I do think that people legit have they they understand they may not know that it's your trigger specifically, but they know mm-hmm. that they are triggering things like right. Um, like they say, first of all, like first of all, what you mean, first of all, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or or they come at you and be like, let me tell you something. What, what are you about to tell me? Because because now right. my book gonna be like. I'm like, oh yeah, tell me, because I got some, I'm sure I got a few things I'm gonna tell you when yeah. you're done. Right, please tell me. Right, please, please tell, tell me. me. Please tell me. You better but you better pipe it down, bucko. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, that, that part. Um, yeah, calm down. Yeah, but no, it's, it's specifically in a professional setting though, too. I think we get that kind of passive aggressive nature in mm-hmm. uh, in emails and and and, Ooh, and yeah. chats and things like that where people want to do stuff. And I am the I am a professional email clap backer. What do you do? <laughs> oh, I have all the phrases on lock. As you mm-hmm. know, per my previous email, it <laughs> seems as if there has been an extreme disconnect. If you mm-hmm. would like to schedule time with me for training so that you can better understand your role and performance mm-hmm. in this organization, <laughs> my calendar is open. I have all of the things available. <laughs> Should I set up a call with you and your manager so that you can understand like all of the things, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you know, and I'm not, I'm not afraid of a CC, okay? Because if you, because oh, yeah. when, when you CC somebody, oh, I'm CCing two, three more people. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> about to see this email. Um, but no, I, I think, I think, in like, while there may be some, I don't want to say hesitation, but mm-hmm. uh, that's the only word that comes to mind. Hesitation around being confrontational. Mm-hmm. I think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. So many times. Um, because you you got sometimes you got to let people know where you stand. It's almost like dealing with a bully in school. It's not until you stand up to them. It's mm-hmm. not until you kind of put your foot down, so to speak, that you begin to under they begin to understand um, that you're not to be played with. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, it's just like I, I'm not the one or the two. Let me say it, oh. let me say it let me say it that way. Okay, <laughs> and and that don't mean that I'm gonna roll my neck and be stereotypical black person. What it does mean is that you're going to always approach me in a way that demands respect. Um, Mm -hmm. We can have a civil conversation, even if we disagree. And and right. We don't like we don't have to cross certain barriers because of our age, um, Mm -hmm. because of our relationship, if it's personal. Right. And sometimes that means not addressing it in the moment, not because mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it, because I do feel like sometimes you let stuff linger Un unresolved issues can begin to arise and make things worse. But I do believe there is a real grace in sometimes allowing both parties to to calm down mm-hmm. and to be in a space where they can communicate most effectively. Because if you're mm-hmm. at the height of a moment, like I said, with me, I'm the type of person if I am there. You do not want to argue with me when I'm at the height of my frustration or or anger, because mm-hmm. 
I don't know what I'm going to say, and I'm likely going to hit you where it hurts now. If you're my friend, I know that there are boundaries that we have, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to go there with you. But if you are a random oh, or yeah. like an associate, mm-hmm. I am going to... I am going to, it is the kill shot. It is mm-hmm. not annihilation. It is the finisher move on Mortal Kombat. I am done. I am mm-hmm. going, like I said, I'm putting the knife in and I'm twisting that joint. Mm. Um, and I don't, and I don't ever want to get to that space, but I just know I can be that dude. And that's mm-hmm. why Nene Leaks is my spiritual mother because these veneers, <laughs> these veneers are $50,000. Buy you a new house and a car. Okay. It costs more than your house <laughs> and your car. Okay, you know, so that's and that's the kind of stuff I end up. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff I end up saying to you, right? I end up saying to you, and I and I don't ever want to get to that space where we're in, like we're being petty in our right. exchange. Um, yeah, so yeah, and I think that the toughest part is, and this is kind of like where it's kind of serious. Like the words, I think when it comes to confrontation, you've got to kind of be sensitive. To the moment and kind of sit down and think about certain things before you say them, especially depending on who it is, right? Mm-hmm. If it's someone close, if it's a family member, if it's a relative, like even though like I'll be wanting to say stuff to people, like I may not say anything because I know that if I say something, like the words can never come back, right? So it's even like when you're in like marital romantic relationship, there's oh, some things yeah. you probably want to say to your spouse but you can't you take could this never stuff say, mm-hmm. you could never say. Um, because, you know, you have the right to not remain silent. You know what I'm saying? Anything you can will be used later on in life. Um, with your close friends, there's certain things, how you have to season your words, the way you got to say certain things. Um, even with coworkers, you got to figure out ways to to say things, right? Because you don't want to, again, uh, come you back. You said with coworkers? Course, yeah, even with coworkers. I think even to a certain degree. Like, you can't say, you can't, you can't, there's certain things you can or cannot say, depending on who the coworker is, too. Like, so to your manager, you can't be like, uh, I was, I was, I, I don't want to curse on the podcast, but you can't call them the uh, a, a p word. Um, you can't, you know, all the things. There's, you can't go to the certain places and expect it to always be be fine. Right? I can. Agree That's what I'm trying with, to I say. can agree with that. Yeah, you can, you can, you can, you can come back with anybody. I think everyone deserves to smoke. Everyone, like, and that's the way I live my life, like. You know, when we were younger, it's like you can't talk to grown folks, can't talk to your parents, or you can't re- reply back. Everyone can get the smoke, right? It's just what level of smoke can you get? Mm-hmm. That's when I. That's my thought process. Like we all grown, we are all grown. We all have the ability to have the conversations. I think it just is really just when the way like, that's how we do it. The jigsaw is how to navigate certain situations, depending on who it is, depending on if you really love somebody, depending on how much you care about them. You really got to be. I don't say sensitive, but you got to. Figure out how you're going to say it and why. Because I don't, I don't want to come back and have to apologize to nobody. I don't want to do that. And you know what? And, and that's what the Lord's working on me, Brian. That's why I gave you that look. <laughs> because I've had to go and apologize to people. And I know that I know people always say, hey, it's not a real apology if you said, you know, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. But sometimes I really meant everything that I said. <laughs> I just didn't mean, I just didn't mean for it. I just really, and it's, and it's honest, you know, and I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't mean for it to, maybe I didn't mean for it to come out in the way that it came out. But I meant right. that you were a terrible, I meant to call you whenever I called you. <laughs> I meant to describe sure. you in that way because you are mm-hmm. terrible in that way. Um, but if you're a friend, maybe I didn't mean, maybe there was ways that I could have said <laughs> it was not so harsh. Um so like, so no, so I get it. And 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 I know me, I'll be honest with myself. I am mm-hmm. the one. I have to, I do, I do have to work on that because I don't want to find myself 
over apologizing to where people are like, I'm just not gonna fool with Josh. And if right. and, and 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 I'm also in a space in my self care journey to where if cutting me off benefits the betterment of you, then cut me off. Oh, <laughs> listen, Christelle Michelle said, blame it on me. Right. Say it's my fault. Yeah. Say I'm a lie, I'm a cheat. Say whatever you want. Now, I know there was a breakup song, but we will be talking about last week in friendship. Friendship yeah. is a number of relationships. Break up yeah. with me. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying that in an arrogant way, like I don't need no friend, but I'm really saying that if even if I am the person that um, brings up consistent level of confrontation for you in your life, now I am okay with not having space in your life um, mm-hmm. because I don't I don't want to be a consistent point of confrontation and issue with you mm-hmm. because as much as you feel it, I probably feel it too, and we're probably right. hanging on to each other because of history, some mm-hmm. pseudo form of. Um, loyalty that we've had because we've known each other right. so long you know you've been you've probably been in those spaces where you've known a person this long and you just yeah hanging on just because of nah right. mm-hmm. i'm over let there go. i'm right over. let go let god <laughs> let go um and let god i'm gonna let god send you right on up out my face because i don't, <laughs> because i don't have a capacity um right. but, but but especially with co brian brian I'm really working on it because no, mm-hmm. I can't call my coworker, my boss, out of their name. Mm-hmm. But it ain't gonna stop me from sitting there and thinking real hard <laughs> of, about, of ways. about what <laughs> I'm going to say. Right. Um. And you know, and you know, that's why that's why we, that's why this podcast needs sponsorship. So just in case I ever flip the grid, <laughs> listen, I ain't got worry about my I ain't got worry about my nine to five. We get, we got mm-hmm. we got money coming in right. Here. Right. That's what I want. I want a time where I can just just say whatever I want, whatever mm-hmm. my heart's desire. Yeah. Whatever just, the Lord has given me to say. He gave me these. <laughs> he equipped me with this vocabulary. He gave me Did these he? words. Mm-hmm. And I want to use, I have three degrees. I want to use all the words I learned <laughs> on all the people. Listen, um, all of them. So, Brian, let me ask you this. How do you, and we can, we can begin to wrap up soon. How mm-hmm. do you, I guess... Once there's conversation, once you've had your falling mm-hmm. out, or at least just a disagreement, what does that look like in terms of reconciliation? Great question. Um, it depends on how far I went. Okay. Um, because I think the way I am, I'm a, like a person. Like, um, it takes me a while to get upset, and it takes. But once I get to a place, I'm not. Go- I don't really do a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. Then once I get to a certain place where I'm upset, I'm gonna go off. And I'm going to probably say all kinds of things and just let it happen. And at that point, it's going to be like, dang, you know, I, like you said, I meant all those things that I said, but the way I said there, I, there, I could have found better ways to say what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And it's usually going to be an apology. I'm the type of person is anybody can probably, you know, I apologize. It may not be right away. It may not be like after I just go, went off on you. It may be like an hour later. It may be whatever it is, but it's going to take some time for me to go back, reflect, and sit there and be like, you know, did I was I wrong? How could I've done this better? How could I've done that better? And I'm going to apologize. If I feel like I was idle, even for what I said, I felt in what I meant. I think then, and oftentimes when I like have into a major confrontation, um, I'm sure I've said and done things that I I, I should not have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come back and apologize. That's the that's what adults do. We apologize. And if anything, it's really just for hurting your feelings. I don't want everyone to hurt somebody's feelings. Um. I don't. My intention is never to hurt somebody's feelings, mm-hmm. but I know feelings will get hurt in the midst of me reading your rights. Gotcha. And it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, that's so, so fair. 
the reconciliation and the, and the thing and also within I'm sorry I think sometimes when you do have the confrontations when it's like an aggressive like an argument conversation I don't really think that you're really finding common ground in the moment I think in some places it's like we're coming to a place people are frustrated you just blow up and then it's kind of like now where are we so we got to come back mm-hmm. and be like hey you know I was wrong with this this is what I really meant this is what I was really trying to get my point across I apologize um, I see your point if you really do see their point I see your point and then how can we move forward from this from this scenario? Yeah, for sure. You're so mature because there are there are times I want to hurt your feelings. Uh, <laughs> 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 Work on me, Lord. Mm. Oh, mm. hilarious. I'm just saying, brother. Depend, depend, and but it depends on who it is. Mm-hmm. I got into a I got into a petty argument with somebody from the gym this past weekend, and they were saying, Ooh, "Who okay. your?" Do tell. They was like, "Who your trainer?" And I was like, "Oh, my trainer, my trainer, train your trainer. Who your trainer?" I said, "But your trainer doing all that, but yeah, you still got an LA Fitness membership. And you look the way that you look." Ooh. And they was like, "Excuse me." I said, "Take it for what it was, and then do better with you and your training while you paying that expensive <laughs> money for low level training." And it was like, "Ooh, ooh!" I was like. Don't come for me and mine because this body's being built and you look the same way you did last year. Okay? Oh, look at God. <laughs> so, you know, in that moment, I wanted you to feel that. I wanted you to understand. Right. <laughs> I wanted you, and even though we were being petty and it was a joke and we were laughing, now there's, mm-hmm. there's some there's some deep truth. Some truth to that. No, yeah. no, no. There's some deep truth into all of that. <laughs> <laughs> 99.9% truth to all of that. But, you know, so, but that's just an example, even in a playful setting, because we were re- being really playful. Um mm-hmm. How you know in some scenarios I'm like no don't, let's let's not go down this road because this ain't gonna mm-hmm. work out pretty for you, right? Uh, but I think that comes with relationship, right? Because although me and that person don't know each other, like we're not best friends, we've built so much camaraderie at the gym that we're able right. to have like that level of banter, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, reconciliation also comes with like you said, how far I went. The type of relationship it is—is mm-hmm. is there a level of understanding? Because I think, like me, like me, you and Chris, you know, so mm-hmm. we could get into arguments and call each other out and blah 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 blah, and right. it probably wouldn't affect one or another. But if it was mm-hmm. that same conversation with somebody else who does not have that level of relationship, right, 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 it would be something totally different, right? Oh yeah. Um, and there are spaces where I find myself with my friends. Hey, are you good? Like, and they be like, mm-hmm. No, Josh, you said A, B, and C. Be like, Oh, I'm really sorry. One, mm-hmm. I didn't mean, I didn't mean it. And let's talk through how, like, because for me, when I say I didn't mean it, my next thing, because I, that's not an apology to me either. But like, well, I didn't make you, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. My next question is, well, what can I do to prevent from making you feel that way again? Because right. great, I, great but, point. Yeah, because for me, like I said, sometimes what I said, even though if it didn't come off right, was mm-hmm. really what I wanted to say or what needed yeah. to be said. But because exactly. we are friends, I don't ever want. I do really apologize for making you feel this way so what can we do to navigate that emotion right mm-hmm. what are so what are some of the what what could have been different word choices for me so that i mm-hmm. can know when communicating with you what that means and then let's have a conversation about how you may have triggered me as well right because you know it's in many cases i think we had this whole victim and whatever piece but i don't think we have a whole lot of conversations outside of stuff that is just damaging and breaking the law and immoral when it comes to word battles People can be triggered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think but some people cry victim and they don't understand how they triggered another individual. Oh, and I think ooh, that's, that's a good a, point. I think that's a real that's a that's that is a reality that sometimes the victims 
right? Don't see. Like you say all these things, and I am I that is a trigger. So you got that response because of what you say. And it don't make how far I went left. It doesn't make that right or proper, but it is to say I wouldn't have went that far. Had you <laughs> and then some people know your triggers and will still tap dance on them. Bro. Um, and then want to cry at the end. So it's like so reconciliation is is also and I, and I know you itching, but I'm I'm just going to end it with this. Reconciliation no, is also going, about I think for me it's a round, it's a holistic level of accountability. It is me mm-hmm. owning up to my stuff, it is you owning up to your stuff, and it is yes. and it is us finding ways to really figure out how we how we not that we'll never disagree again, but how do we not get to this specific space mm-hmm. again? I, for me, yeah. that's what reconciliation looks like. Great. And, and I think the thing that triggered me right now, what you were saying was, I'm the type of person, I'm not going to start nothing. I don't really start anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to start the issue, start the smoke. But usually, if, if I guess those that know me, like, you're going to have to start it with me and then I'm, then I'm going to react. And I think what bothers me most when it comes to like certain situations is that you're more upset with the way that I react, but you haven't, you haven't been reflective or thought about what you could have done mm-hmm. to lead up to my reaction. And I think what bothers me the most and what hurts me the most is really is when um, it, what really ticks me off for myself is the fact of like, dang, I reacted and my way I reacted overshadowed what you did to me to begin with. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm trying to work on right now, trying to find ways to articulate before I get to that point where I'm like furious to articulate like, you know, calmly, like you did X, Y, Z. And I'm telling you this right now because if you continue to do X, Y, Z, then I'm going to probably respond in a way that you don't like. Um, and, and it's tough because in those moments, you, you, when you're trying to do the apology, you can't be like, well, you did this, Y, Z, that's why I responded because all they can think about is, you know, your response. Mm-hmm. And that's what really bothers me is when the people do play the, the role where it's like, like you get mad and then they they're like, whoa, 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 bro, whoa, bro, what, what's going on? What's happening? Like, Calm no, down. like, you know, <laughs> and then they're shocked, like, you know, but like, did you even consider what you just did? Like, you know, and, and then it's all about, well, you know, so-and-so went off on me. Like, no, like what, what did you do in this situation? Mm-hmm. What did you do that, that calls somebody? Because no one just does stuff for the most part. Like there's something that's going to cause everyone to do something. To respond in a certain type of way. That's just how humans work. No one, for the most part, people aren't just going to start things somewhere down the line. It's it is what it is. Um, but whew, yeah, that that is another thing that kind of ticks me off. Because when I'm when I get to a place where I'm like upset or do something wrong or say the wrong thing, mm-hmm. I'm literally sitting there thinking about what did I do. I'm not thinking about what they did. I'm literally sitting there thinking about Brian. Like, what did you do? How did you handle the situation? What was it that you could have changed? Like, I know they probably started it with you, but what is it that I could have done? Right, that could have made the situation better, um, or you know, things of that nature. So that I, I don't know where we end how in this conversation, but I feel like I'm, I'm I need to probably you know do something. Cause I feel like you know, like I got really you know kind of you know hot right now. We're just kind of going through all the things. We may need to go sit on somebody's couch real quick because oh, that kind of got me excited. You know, know, I'm always an advocate for yeah, you know, for therapy. You. So yeah. If you're standing so. on the podcast, we're gonna you, me and the puzzle piece are gonna hold you accountable to it. Yeah, we got, we need to do that because <laughs> it's just I, the the people you know the, people get on my nerves. And, um, that, and that's a beautiful segue to go into the black man self care. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but for real, I think you know this has been a really good conversation, and I think we 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 could 
expanded some more. Um, mm-hmm. But for sure, as adults, it gets tricky of how we navigate mm-hmm. because, you know, what we and it was kind of it's a great follow up conversation to last week's conversation around friendship because, you know, it gets hard to make friendships as an adult. And these are kind of the sticky things that makes it tough, especially when you're making new friends that grow in pain. When you when you mm-hmm. grown and then you gotta learn somebody and they grown ways and they now one of y'all trying to change, like, oh mm-hmm. the level of misunderstanding sometimes and oh that just goes into all of that. But mm-hmm. anyway, Brian, you ready you ready to hit, uh, <laughs> talk about some black man self care? I'm ready. Let's all do right, it. Let's do it. Black man self-care. This is where we talk about all the things we do to take care of our good black bodies that God has given us. We got to be good stewards over these bodies, right? So we got to take care of ourselves because God has blessed us to be black, blessed us to be who we are. So Josh, what are you doing this weekend to uh, take care of your black self? I'm resting, making sure these tonsils don't inflame anymore so I ain't ain't got to go under the knife and get them surgically removed. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I, I can, can I admit something that I've been wanting to try that I might try? Okay, thinking about shaving my underarm pits. <laughs> Should your own arms? Uh huh. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. ball. Like ball. Oh yeah, I I don't go. I don't <laughs> use a razor. I use like my my clippers, and I go to the lowest the lowest level I can go. So it's not okay. like razor. But I go to the lowest level. Gotcha. So I'm thinking about it. Uh, and not and I'm actually. I'm, I am a naturally not hairy person. Like, look at my arm. Like, mm-hmm. I've never shaved my arm a day in my life. And it's just, it just doesn't grow. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just, and it's not before sweat, because I am actually thinking about checking in with my dermatologist and getting Botox mm-hmm. shots in my underarm pits to prevent, to reduce sweating. Uh, oh. So it's not, it's not a sweat thing. It's more so of, ah, what is this? And then if, if the maintenance is weird and I got to keep doing it, then I probably won't. But I'm thinking about it. I'll let y'all know if I actually did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I got going on. Taking care of myself because I do not want to have surgery. So I'm going to be taking care of myself. How about you, bro? All right. Please take care. So make sure you drinking the tea and the and the uh, the singers do in the church. They got their throat. Uh, yeah, got the tea right there. Mm-hmm. Where they got they they uh make sure you wear a scarf around your neck. Yeah. And be mm-hmm. on vocal rest and just yeah. kind of talk. I'm gonna real sit in my bathroom softly. with with steam. <laughs> and just hold your hold your upper yeah. chest all day. Just, oh, just, all day. Mm-hmm. All day, <laughs> be real, be real deep. Um, I'm gonna get my haircut. Like it's, I don't, I'm not, I don't look, I don't look homeless. Um, yet, I look more like the person that stands on the corner and just sells t-shirts for fifteen dollars or for two for twenty. Um, I look that bad. So I'm gonna <laughs> go get my haircut. Okay, <laughs> <I'm>, that is <laughs> perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna get my haircut so I can look um, so decent and presentable. Uh, other than that, like, you know, I, I got to do a lot of um, working this weekend. I got to work downtown Atlanta. Uh, do what I got to do. So maybe you and I could probably meet up some point during the weekend and uh, I, hang out in Atlanta. I ain't know my deathbed. <laughs> oh, Lord, raise him up, God. <laughs> stay uh, the hand of death. <laughs> stay, we don't want to have put Josh in the rest up. But yeah, I'm gonna be working this weekend, but I'm gonna definitely gonna take care of myself in some way. And I'll be in a hotel. Like, you know, hotels are always a good place of rest, relaxation, rejuvenation for me. For self care. Um, <laughs> listen, listen. Did, did Rodney Jenkins come and bring us something? <laughs> Read me the I, lines, y'all. I feel it going, I feel it going down. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, we do. We we got something in the PO box. We All right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, y'all? We are at the P.O. Box. Oh, my God. If you could hear the behind-the-scenes conversations that right. we have sometimes. My God. Uh, Rodney Jenkins has come and done what he's already always does, and um, he's delivered a letter. But before we get into that, we want to let you know that you, too, can be featured on the Jigsaw Podcast by writing in to ask thejigsaw at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And from there, we will possibly read your letter out loud. We will give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy and identity. We do. And mm-hmm. we are going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. With that being said, Brian, who do we have mm-hmm. in terms of pronouns and what do they want? All right. Pronouns. Let's do it. Uh, pronouns are he, him. Mm, um, Albert Ray Johnson. Albert Ray Johnson. Okay, mm-hmm. Albert Ray Johnson. Yep. I have an uh, uncle with middle name Ray. That's a good, strong black name. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Albert Ray Johnson writes, what's good, brothers? Super excited about the live show. Hmm. I am buying my tickets soon because you know payday. Of course, you know how that works. Mm-hmm. But here's my question. <laughs> uh, uh, my best friend and I have been cool for over 15 years, and all of a sudden, he has been more and more expressive with me concerning his likes and dislikes concerning my partner. Okay. Um, so now, from what I know, he is straight, but the nature of conversation has alluded to the fact that he may be exploring what it means to be sexually fluid. All right, we're getting deep into this thing. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> I had my expert. I had my experimental space. Uh, I had my experimental stage in college, but I identify as straight because of this perspective. I am here to support him if that's what's going on. However, I do not want any of this to be aimed at me. I will love and support my brother, but how do I handle all the innuendos? Again, his possible exploration is not the problem. It just seems as if it's coming strong toward me. I know you guys are both allies to the community. What would you do if this were you? All the best, Albert Ray John. Johnson or just John? Johnson. Johnson. Albert Ray Johnson. Mm. Thank you for your letter. Um, it's complicated because mm-hmm. it could be a number of things. If they are looking to explore in that way and they know about your level of experimentation, then they're probably coming to you because they're comfortable and not so much because they want you. Right. So you, you are a safe space. Um, you probably are a non-judgmental space and you are a space that they feel like they can trust. Um, with these different levels of thoughts and things like that. Um, so what I would do personally is that the next time it happens is that I would just ask him, you're like, hey, man, what's up? I've noticed over the last month or two that you've gotten real comfortable talking about certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so what's up, man? Like, you know, is it, you know, I'll be just growing and developing and just something, you know, and I would just because of your friends, it should be able to withstand that level of tough conversation. Um, right. There could be a level level of arrogance there to think that it's coming at you, and it very well could be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you explore the conversation, what you might find is that it is less about you and more about the space that you hold in their life. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I would just, you know, I would just have, a, I would wait for it to come up the next time and then just have a conversation about yeah. what it could mean and help and help him through exploring and let him know that, you know, sexuality in so many ways is a spectrum and it is your right mm-hmm. to explore that. And I'm here to support you through whatever decision you end up making at the end of said exploration. Mm-hmm. And yep. what I would do. Uh, so, uh, okay. So I live, we live in Atlanta and we have plenty of our friends that are gay by whatever it is. And I grew up mm-hmm. in a family and a good of my, my maternal side, a good portion of my family, my cousins are gay, straight, fluid, whatever it is. Um, a close, close relative is, is, um, uh, what we consider they go by pronouns of they, right? So this is not foreign. Uh, I think when it comes down to the friendship situation, um, there has to be a conversation, right? And I have been hit on by friends before and I don't take anything. I don't take any offense or anything like that, but you got to let them know like, Hey, you know, you know, I, maybe I'm feeling certain, certain things. Just let me know. And, and it's fine. Like if, if that's what you're trying to do or say, whatever, just let me know. Um, this is my position on it. I am extremely hetero. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not judging or anything like that. We are friends. I, again, I love you. I appreciate you. And we still gonna rock. And I've and I ha- I've had conversations just like this, um, where friends of mine came out to me, and they they felt like I was going to like no longer be friends with them because they came out right. And of course, we belong to a, a hyper masculine organization in terms of what we do for our church, even though mm-hmm. it's one of the most openly gay churches, <laughs> <laughs> you know, openly gay, you know, organizations, but they frown on homosexuality. That's neither here nor there. I still, I still have our car carrying member. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, it, and we have friends like that and it is what it is, but it's the, the thing I think sometimes I think our friends, especially in these settings, they are, they are afraid to be themselves for fear of, you know, what are you going to say? How mm-hmm. is our relationship going to change? Are you going for to sure. treat me any differently? And oftentimes they're self-sabotaging. Like it's <clears> the <throat> fact of like, let me do, let me do this because I feel like you're going to leave me or you're going to do that. And I think the best thing you can do is be like, is just come ahead and be like, Hey, this I've been feeling like, I don't know if this is a situation. Let me know. And I'm going to tell you right now, nothing is going to change. Like nothing is going to change. We're still going to be friends. We still have the same conversations. You can even talk to me about your dudes. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause if, if I'm your friend, you can have, you should be able to have the conversation with me regarding anything. And some yeah, people may sure. not agree with that. Some people may not be agree with it, may not be able to handle that. Your level of maturity may not be handled, but I have friends who talk about dudes and I'm like, that's your part. And I talk about my spouse. Like, you know, I'm not going to be judgmental within that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think again, just having the conversation, being open and honest with your your friend, let them know how you feel, where you stand, and assure them that you're not. Hopefully, hopefully you're not this type of person that you're not going to flip up on them or change on them just because they've opened up. Because if anything, this needs to be a, a space of trust and openness and honesty as much as you can uh, have within a friendship. Yeah, for sure. And I agree. I agree 100. percent I think um, for me, like I said, from what you explained, I feel like it is less about you and more about what they like they know you've had that what they're going through you went through you just happened to go through mm-hmm. it a lot earlier in life so mm-hmm. it's probably that not only are you my best friend but you can also relate oh you know so i, I had I my think, experiment stage oh i missed that <clears throat> line 
I missed that line. Yeah. Yeah. So that person so, had, oh. had so has done all the things too, but afterwards it was like, but, but I identify sh- straight. You know, oh, so, so then, at this point, you should know, but you should know. You should you should be the, the best friend at this point. Mm-hmm. But you understand you went through yeah. your self-exploration. Yeah. And I missed what, that line. I'm so yeah, sorry. From what I'm getting from the letter though, it sounds like is that the exploration is the problem. It just seems like it could be the way he's trying to explore seems to be geared toward him. And like, I want to explore with you in terms of that's like, what that's 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 what it, that's what I'm got getting. it right. And we're but, best but, friends, so I want to explore more right, a different relationship, right? Got but it. what okay. but what I miss that part. What I'm interpreting though is that because of our best friends' status and because of mm. what you know about me, I think, and I could be wrong, and you can update mm-hmm. us and let us know. I don't think it's so much about him wanting to explore with you more so. That he's just comfortable in this space. And because y'all have never talked about it, at least from his perspective, you're kind of thrown off. So in your mind, you're probably creating scenarios or Mm -hmm. pathways in what this could mean. And it might not mean any of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So like so like at, at the at the root of me and both Brian and I's advice was that have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. So whenever, you know, whether you want to come out and it just outright and just say it or whether you want to wait until mm-hmm. there's another moment where he kind of alludes to something um, for sure. Have the conversation and don't let a 50, over 15 year old friendship die um, because your friend was trying to you know figure out who he is and trying to do that right. with his best friend. Right. If it's not directly right. aimed at you trying to jump your bones and then even in that, mm-hmm. be like, hey, bro, I love you, but we ain't crossing that barrier. That's not happening. Yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that's just fair. And and be honest with that. And let him know and that he needs to know that nothing will change, but we just need to understand that this right here ain't happening. Mm -hmm. And that should be be okay. Um, I agree. But I I hope that helps. This is sensitive um, because identity and self-realization, all that kind of stuff is a real thing. And people still struggle as adults um mm-hmm. so yeah let us know what happens with your with you know in this whole thin thematic um series of friendship that we've been talking about lately um yep but yeah we hope we were helpful so brian greater conversation let's yes. go let's do it all right greater conversation this is where josh and i get some things that have been bothering us off of our chest. So Josh, do you want to go first or should I go first? Um you can go first or I can or I I'm I just I'm actually going to pass my greater conversation. Um and it's going to be real quick. So Brianna Holt on Twitter had this to say and it is how I feel mm-hmm. about microaggressions and diversity in the workplace. She said, "I just interviewed mm-hmm. someone who said, and I quote, lack of diversity and representation in the organization is a microaggression in itself." Especially mm-hmm. if the company is based in a place like NYC, one of those diverse cities in the world, and all you could do is find white people. Um, <clears throat> when I tell you I couldn't agree more, I've worked for two organizations mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Black Atlanta, Georgia, and black people within those organizations were the, I mean, the great minority. Do you understand? <laughs> you know how many black people <laughs> who are degreed and qualified live in this darn metropolitan uh, area mm-hmm. and you telling me that mm-hmm. you couldn't find and recruit nobody of color? Not just black mm-hmm. folk, no Asians, no Latinx folk, no nobody. 
Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody. So my greater conversation is for that. So everybody who's doing all this great stuff they were doing last year to my D, hiring these DNI people and creating these positions and departments that look at diversity, equity, and inclusion. But then when I go to your website and I interview with you, it's still really, really, really white and some of the most diverse mm-hmm. or um, the diverse areas of the world or really highly populated areas of quote unquote underrepresented communities. Now, nah, fam, it ain't flying with me. Mm-hmm. It ain't flying with me. So do better. Um, get your minds right. That's all I got. Brian. Uh, I'm, there's two people that probably need to get it. Um, I think Selena Johnson says something stupid this week regarding oh. R. Kelly not needing uh, prison time, but also needs mental evaluation and supports about that, which both things can be true. He does need uh, mental um, support. I do think that prison should also do some rehabilitation. Um, but also there are some punitive you know reasons for prison is to kind of like you've you know committed a crime then you need to kind of do your your, your time right mm-hmm. um, that's one of the ways that we kind of get reacclimated to society uh sometimes there are consequences to our actions so i'm not but i don't want to go too bad on selena uh sage Steele from espn she's always saying something stupid she's one of those she's almost on the line of candace owens like self-hating but the thing is sage is biracial Mm-hmm. Her dad is black. Her mom is like Irish or something like that. But she's always doing these hot topics or hot takes on race. And she's usually viewing it from the point of the, and this is probably a sensitive subject to some, but like the biracial child who's trying to deal with identity mm-hmm. um, and is trying to find out why do I have to choose? Or if I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose a certain side and I'm, you know, you know, I'm going to choose the white side because the black side was so racist to me and just treated me wrong. And that's what she kind of leans toward on a lot of issues like Black Lives Matter. She, you know, complained on Twitter about them protesting at the airport and saying that, you know, people have things to do and places to go. She was throughout time she's been saying things. Recently, she said, well, why would Barack Obama uh, choose uh, to call himself black when white people raised him and his dad was nowhere to be found. You know, all these things, of course, Sage still, she married a white man and had a whole white family and all that kind of stuff. So she's clearly is leaning toward her white side, which is, which I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have, I don't, can't even say what it's like to be biracial. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's certain things she's always trying to find ways to dig at the black community um, and trying to be that person that's like, well, although, you know, I'm black on paper. I'm really white. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of situation. Uh, and it really bothers me. It really bothers me. I don't feel like, you know, there's a need for you to kind of do that and try to big up your white side. If it sounds, if it sounds wrong, but big up your, your white heritage. You feel like, you know, to big up your white heritage, you have to, you know, denigrate and downgrade and talk about your, your the black community to try to make yourself feel a certain way. Or try to be devil's advocate with certain things and all that kind of stuff. There's a way for you to, you know, shine through, right, and, and honor both of your um, your heritages, right, um, or honor your heritage in general. Like Tracy Ellis Ross is a great example of you have a black mother, a white father, and mm-hmm. she honors both, right? She honors she she makes it mention that I know that in the United States of America, people are going to see me as a black person. My mom is a is a uh, is a, a a black celebrity, so people see me as a black person. But I also want to make sure I recognize and honor my Jewish white father. I don't ever want him to be falling into obscurity because I have this famous black mother. And I'm a black woman, right? So there are ways to honor your heritage and really be proud of who you are, 
both black and white, biracial, whatever that may be, without having to take digs and shots at uh, black folks every time, right? And then you have a person like Jamel Hill who was blackballed almost for just, you know, calling out racism. Then you have this person, uh, a, a black woman who, you know, biracial woman who's always trying to find ways to take down other black women at ESPN and other things like that. So I think she's super prob- problematic. Um, she, you know, I think it's just tough. I, I want her to get therapy and really deal with those issues. I don't know what happened in her childhood in high school, college or whatever it is. Um, that's making her feel like she has to do this and act this way. Um, the self-hate, whatever it is, I, I'm just, you know, praying for you, but I'm gonna put Sage in the attic. She needs to go up there with all the other folks, the Terry Cruises and all the other people that are in the attic. So I'm throwing Sage still up there. Cause she's always doing the things. Walk she, on up there. She's gone. So Sage, we're, you're going to the attic and, uh, some people, they, they, they had time and time and try and try and, and opportunity after opportunity. She's too way too problematic for us. So she's going to the attic with all the rest of the coons. All right. And I, with that being said, understood and accept, I think this concludes another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. It does. Um, I want to take this time to thank you for listening to us every single week and loving and sharing and subscribing and doing all the things and telling your friends. And um, so we appreciate it. We love you. We appreciate you. And keep on doing what you're doing because that's what keeps us here on um, on these platforms. Brian? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I want to say uh, thank you all for doing all the things that you do. Please continue to f- support us. We thank you for your support first, but we want to ask that you continue to support us. And the ways you can support us are by going to all the platforms, wherever you can find your podcast, and leave a comment. Uh, give a, a rating, the best rating you can give, five stars and nothing at all. Make sure you share, you like, you subscribe, you do all the things to kind of show us that we appreciate uh, that you appreciate the show. If you have a certain person that you want on the show, go in their comments and say, hey, you should go on the Jigsaw Podcast. Um, put them slide into the DMs. Do all the things, right? Um, please, October twenty fourth, we're going to make sure that you are going to be in the place in Atlanta at XR Creative Space. Um, it's in Atlanta. Come hang out with your boys, your friends, Casa Negros. Uh, while we do the Insecure Watch Party, you can get your tickets right now. They are in our bios or our pages. Might as well, since you're going to be there, go and follow us at the Jigsaw at the Jigsaw. Follow us at I am Brian Hare. Follow us at uh, I am Josh Rogers. Get your tickets today. We don't want you to miss it. We want to see you there, right? We're going to have all the fun, do black things like black people do because we just, we're just great. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. If I didn't miss anything, then at this point, Josh, all we can do, all we can do at this point. I'm going to let you close because my throat throat hurt. Go ahead. Give it to us. All right. Uh, uh, I don't know what you say at the end, but I think it's like whatever you do, can do, do it at the best of your ability. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know what you say. We've been doing this 60-something episodes. Good night, y'all. Uh, <laughs> good night, y'all. We, we're not going to let you know. We're not going to let the man embarrass himself <laughs> like that. Good night. Oh, man. Oh. That's how we've been addicted to the black church. <laughs>